after many months, I've decided on a, um, a topic. Um, and uh, I'm actually quite, quite excited about it. Not only excited about the topic, but <clears throat> kind of excited to get back to my roots, which is to systematically go through the Bhagavatam. Really, that's what my studies mentioned. That must have been 30 years ago, a long time ago, maybe not 30 years ago. It was just a long, long time ago, 20, I don't know, 25 years ago, where remember one James Bay, he came from the uh, <clears throat> vegetarian spiritualist club in uh, Rutgers that Mahamuni and Srinivas had organized, very successful. And he, he traveled with me for about a year or two, and I put the first canto of the Bhagavatam you know, I put it, I put it systematically. Um, Rati will give it to me, I'll make it available. Probably evolved since then, but many, many people appreciated that systematically. And that's what I did in, in, in Vrindavan, <clears throat> going through so many subjects. So what I'd like to try to do here before Janmashtami, let's see. I probably have about seven or eight classes, is to speak various um, sections of it. And today I'd like to speak of the, the introduction to it by Sukadeva Goswami and uh, by Sukadeva Goswami and uh, Sutta Goswami, because, you know, the Bhagavatam is spoken by Sukadev to Maharaj Prickett. Sutta's there, he hears it, he speaks it to, he speaks it to uh, Maharaj Prickett. So I'll cover, I think, I'm um, hopefully verses, um, one through 16, but what I'll try to do, and I'm, I'm going to evolve this technique because after this, there's other things I'm, I'm really thinking of doing. Uh, maybe the uh, seventh chapter of the second part of Brihad Bhagavatamrita. Um, and I've adjusted my schedule. So actually I study in the morning it's diminished my chanting a little bit, but that just has to be uh, adjusted. And what I'll do is I'll do the same thing Sunday and Wednesday. Some of you, it's not in your schedule to come in on Wednesday, <clears throat> but um, I'll always kind of review. So reading from the 10th canto, Um, fourth verse. 
One second. And these verses actually are by Maharaj Prickett. And they're important because it shows the, the receptacle for Krishna Kata, what the attitude is. And what I hope this will do is kind of impress on us um, impress on us the importance of what we're doing in this class. So Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Nivitatai Shir Upagiyamanad Vavau Shadhaj Shrotra Mano Brahmat Kautama Shloka Gunar Navadat Puman Bharat Virajeta Vina Pashuga Glorification of the Supreme Personality of Godhead is performed in the Parampara system. That is, it is conveyed from spiritual master to disciple. Such glorification is relishable by those no longer interested in the false temporary glorification of this cosmic manifestation. Descriptions of the Lord are the right medicine for the conditioned soul undergoing repeated birth and death. Therefore, who will, not, who will cease hearing such glorification of the Lord except the butcher or one who is killing his own self. I'm, I'm just going to get one thing right here that will make my life easier. This is great. Omigana Timurandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Thaksurun Mulatamyena Tazmai Sri Guruvena Maha Sri Chaitanya Mano Bishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Sayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Sapadantikam Panchakalpa Tarubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Bhayevacha Patitanam Pabhanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Nama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Srivas Adhigor Bhaktavrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So, uh, mostly I'm going to see if I could just kind of speak a little bit spontaneously. What I'm going to do is I'm going to try to study the section so I pretty much can just talk on them and then refer to verses if I want 
or let's see what the format takes. But as we know, the Bhagavatam is about understanding Krishna. Krishna is the Ashraya. He's the 10th subject matter. And to hear properly, there are many, many things that are, are required. And including one's attention, perception is dependent on attention. We all experience that just trying to chant the holy name. And a purified heart so that we don't filter what we hear to suit our own motives and a proper understanding or knowledge so that we don't, even if we're sincere, misunderstand what we hear. So there are nine subject matters and it's described that the 10th subject matter is the summum bonum, the objective. And the other nine subject matters are to give you a frame of reference to give you a proper reference to, to hear them properly. And one of those subject matters is the kings, um, Manu. That's one of the subject matters is, is the rulers. And the reason is, is our whole objective in the material world is to be rulers. We want power. Because if we, if we have power, we can control. And if we can control, we can enjoy pleasure. We may not experience happiness, but we can enjoy pleasure. So when I say control and enjoy, it means control and to get pleasure. And that's the false objective of this material world, because happiness is not something external. It's consciousness. So the Bhagavatam purifies our heart so that we, and, oh yeah, and one of those subject matters is the kings. Let me try to stay focused myself. There's no reason why it shouldn't be. And I mentioned this many times. The, the kings are, are, are described because that's our objective. That's our false objectives. Our false objective is to be gods or kings. And in this world, the one who has the facility for the most pleasure is the king because they have the most wealth, they have the most power, they have the most control. You can imagine if you were a king, wouldn't you all want to be kings? One time Prabhupada, Tamal Krishnamarch told Prabhupada, Srila Prabhupada, you know, you should be the, you know, you should be the king of the world. Prabhupada said, you, you manage, I'll advise. That's not the objective for one who actually wants love and happiness. And there's no difference between the two. In fact, I was reading in the Bhagavatam with uh, the story of Nalakuvera and Managriva, 
the sons of Varuna, Kuvera, the sons of Kuvera, the treasurer of the they had so much wealth and and it 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 can it 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 can make one proud and give one the wrong objectives and disconnect one from the soul. And therefore, God sometimes, when he's merciful to a devotee, he in one way or another, he he takes that away so that we can take shelter of something that could actually give us satisfaction in heart. So there's always a description to the kings because we have to see that that objective of rulership does not lead to happiness. Because one thing is, the more you're attached, the more you have to control and the more that things can go wrong. I guess this, maybe this is another Brooklyn proverb. If you ain't got nothing, you ain't got nothing to lose. And satisfaction is, happiness is contentment and contentment means enough. So you have to see with those kings that, and then all the stories in the Bhagavatam are like that. And so the kings come in dynasties. And in the ninth canto, this subject is being discussed. One of the subjects that's being discussed is, is the dynasties. And they, they either come because, um, and the Supreme Lord appears generally in the Kshatriya dynasties because Yada, Yada, Hidharmasya, Glanir Bhavati Bharata. Because he comes to uh, when there's religious discrepancies and, and to, to rectify them, you, you kind of need power. So these dynasties are described and obviously it's not going to be a whole book about each person. So in the Soma Vamsa, the Soma dynasty, the, <clears throat> the, um, the Yadu dynasty is described, that's in the Soma Vamsa. And then in that Yadu dynasty from the sun god, then there's Krishna and there's, there's a summary. So when Maharaj Prikshit hears this, he becomes very, very excited. And, uh, and he wants to specifically hear, because there was a description of Krishna in that, just a few verses. And he specifically wants to hear about, about Krishna. And he has some faith. He has some strong faith because he's Prikshit and Prikshit is the, means the examiner. And, and he, 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 it's at the end of his life. And when you're at the en end of your life, when, it, when you have any problem, 
what is your shelter? Is it alcohol? If you're in anxiety, is it the internet? Where do do you feel is your your shelter? Sharanagati. Where do you go for, for, for maintenance and protection and sustenance? And ultimately the intelligent person, the most important thing in sustenance is the condition of heart. It's where is that object of love that can perfectly reciprocate with one? Where is that object of love that's not temporary, which it's real, which it's dear, which it never fails us? Where is that real shelter? That's Priya, it's dear to us. We all all are seeking that. And he had some experience of that because in the womb of his mother, when Ashvatama tried to destroy him, who in, it will be the last basically descendant representing this whole Yadu dynasty after his, 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 his grandfathers die because all their children have died in the war. He's the, and Krishna protects and it makes an impression on him. A, 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 a samskara, an impression, but it's not a bad samskara. It's not an impression that uh, things that are bad for you will give you pleasure. It, he had the samskara, and this is the most important samskara, that the thing that is best for us is the thing that we like. That's called a klishta vritti, it's, 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 it's a thought that's, that, that's so good. The thought that's so good and, and we have to cultivate that. We have to cultivate that. I was just thinking what my Monday morning greeting is. It's about, um, Hmm. Yeah, there was a verse that I quoted, despite the irrational impulses of the mind, one engages in devotional service. That's what our tapasya is. And that's what gives us us sustenance. So, um, so he, 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 he wants to So he wants to hear about this. And uh, He wants to hear about this. He not only wants to hear about this, he wants to hear about it. He wants to hear about it in detail. He wants to hear all Krishna's activities from the beginning to the end. Anyway, like I said, I'm trying to figure out how to do this. I'm going to just read verse by verse and comment. And I think that's the best way. I can do it. King Prichard said 
My dear Lord, you have elaborately described the dynasties of both the moon god and the sun god with exalted and wonderful character of the kings. So this you've done. Yeah, this is a better way to do it. You, this you've done in the ninth chapter. And specifically, he says the, the, the sun god, the sun is generally first, but he presents the moon first. Because these two vamsas, the Surya vamsa and the Soma vamsa, from, from, the, king, from the sun and, and, and from the moon, he wants to hear about the moon dynasty. It, it, he's saying it, it both. You describe both. With, and again, with their exalted character of, of, of the kings. Okay, the Manus, that you, you can see that they also have trouble but you could also see that these people ha ha have great character. So, oh, best of the Munis. So he's addressing Sukadeva Goswami, Muni Satama. You've also described the descendants of the Yadu. So you did both, who were pious and strictly adhered to religious principle. Now, if you will, kindly kindly describe the wonderful, glorious activities of Vishnu or Krishna who appeared in the Yadu dynasty with Baladev, his Amsena. So Amsena means with Baladev. Baladev Amsena means your full manifestation. Um, and it, it it also means um, that it could also mean partially, because even though he's Muni Satama, even though he's the greatest of Munis, uh, describe everything from beginning to end, but be, you'll only be able to explain it partially. Because the, the activities of Krishna are unlimited. And, 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 and we see in the Rasa dance, there's 150 verses, but there's unlimited meanings because it, you can only, it, it's revelatory. It's not just intellectual, the Bhagavatam. Prabhupada explained it. He said that it, it, it's, it, it's not like an electric shock on your head that you become um, enlightened. But it's not an intellectual process. It, it, it's with your sincerity and your intellect. You try to hear and you try to understand. And then the book, which is God incarnate and in sound, it, it reveals. And he said, please explain as much as you can. And this is also one of the symptoms of bhava, described by Vishwanath Chakravati Thakur, is this eagerness. E eagerness to see the Lord's pastimes, eagerness to hear the Lord's pastimes, and everything about it. So he's expressing his eagerness. And then... Um, So he wants to hear it from the beginning to the end of who? Of Bhagavan, Krishna's Bhagavan, Vishvatma. He's the super soul. He's the cause, Bhuta Bhavana, of this material manifestation. And I want to hear everything. 
And now um, he explains how he's going to hear. Because I, I can see this myself when I'm speaking. I'm so dependent on the audience. The audience is like a magnet. Of course, I have to do my duty to present it in an engaging way. But really, I'm just a vehicle for what's in the heart, Krishna in the heart, and it's drawn out by the audience. So we'll see here at the very beginning, it's not just explaining what the responsibility is of the teacher, but it's explaining what is the responsibility of both of them. the speaker and the hearer. So it's gonna tell you who to hear from and how to hear and what the result is. So he says, first you have to hear from someone who's nivritit taishir, um, that won't distort things for their own purposes. That's why someone who speaks the Bhagavatam doesn't charge. Because if the motive is, monet is monetary, then you will speak for money. And speaking for money means I will speak what people want to hear rather than what's good for them to hear. And that's why Prabhupada's Bhagavatam and Prabhupada's personality and Prabhupada's presentation is so powerful because it, he sp it's spoken in an engaging way, but he's also not afraid to tell you what to hear. He's not just entertaining one, he's enlightening one. And that has to be the motive of the speaker. So what, and that comes, as it says here, in disciplic succession. That's what disciplic succession means. It's pure devotees. And what does pure devotees mean? They have no motive except to please Krishna. And therefore, their motive is not to entertain people, but to enlighten them so that they develop that mood of service to Krishna. And then the, the qualification, that the speaker, he has to have some sense uh, that I really want to surrender and serve Krishna. Because what you're going to be told in the Bhagavatam is something you may not want to hear. You may not want to hear how you're not the enjoyer. So he's saying that, that this message that you're going to tell me, Sukadeva Goswami, I understand it comes in, in, through guru and disciple and disciplic succession of people who have shraddha, they have faith, faith that the 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 ultimate objective is to be a servant of God 
not to be the controller enjoyer of the world. I've understood this. I'm coming to you with this, of this glorification. And it's relished by those who are no longer interested. No longer interested, don't have the, the who have a different type of faith. Dharma projita kaitavo paramo nam satam. Those who have given up this other type of religion, which is cheating religion, where you prosperity gospel, where you worship God for material prosperity, you're not going to find that. That's not the objective of life. It may help you in the objective of life, but it's not the objective of life. The objective of life is to develop love of God in your heart. Um, so um, this is relished by people who have that faith. We all have that faith. Somehow or other, it may be a seed, it, it may be a sprout, it may be a flower. But we all have that seed. And if we didn't have that seed, you're not here. You don't come to religion. You don't come to a bona fide spiritual process. You don't seek a spiritual master. Because your objective is to enjoy and control the world and not to serve it. So he's, he's telling him, I understand this. It comes into cyclic succession. And, and it's relished um, by those no longer interested in just the material world. They're spiritual seekers. They want something higher. And um, when this is done, and I hope we'll experience it here after I get the, the hang of it, then Abiramat, this is the most pleasing It's the most pleasing thing. It really is the most pleasing thing. It's, it's, the, it, it's the nectar we're all hankering for. And it is the right medicine for those undergoing repeated birth and death. Because why do you undergo repeated birth and death? Because you want to be the enjoyer and controller. Prabhupada said this material manifestation expands and, and contracts. The image there of Mahavishnu, the universes are coming out of the body. They're come, And what is the purpose? To catch the truth. To actually understand the truth. That we're, that we're part of God and we're meant for God's service. And just as I was reading this morning, the phrase by Hegel that Prabhupada's godbrother used, we're meant to die to live. What does it mean, die to live? It means die that when we dissolve the false ego, 
by making our desires the desires of God. And we give up that sense of, I want to be the controller and enjoyer, but I want to be the servant. And what does that mean? We give up our desires to, to a kind of a universal will, a universal love. That's what love means. And we actually have that in our hearts. And we give up this nar nar narcissism. We give up this selfishness. And we give that up in our hearts. Then our consciousness is no longer reflected on a material body that keeps us in this world to do two things. One, to, to, to let us understand that that position of enjoyer and controller is antithetical to the heart and it's antithetical to our own satisfaction. So this is the right medicine. If you can develop an attraction, if you approach it in the right attitude through disciplic succession with some faith that this is the right objective, then the sense of, of pleasure that you will get from that connection with the divine, it's the medicine. And then he says, everyone, therefore, he says, who can stop hearing this? And he says, there's only one person, Pashubya, one who kills animals. And, and in the commentary, it says something that's very, very powerful. And it really struck me. Because we have to become nivrita taishir. We have to hear so we understand what the right objective is. And, we, and then we have to experience it. And therefore that becomes our faith. And with that faith, we, we increase our chanting and hearing. And we develop a taste. And more and more, our faith grows, our determination grows, our, our, our will, our desire grows. Until Kirtaniya Siddhahari, until you achieve Nishta, you're fixed. It's so good, you want to do it all the time. But this, I read a sentence and I, I, I forgot where I, I like, what purports I was reading, but there was so many things I'm trying to remember where, but and 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 and, and, and prop on the purport, he gets a commentary who also is is Pashuga, who will not hear it, who's not interested in it. Well, people are not interested in it who are not Dharma Praetor Dharma. You're not going to get from this your material desires fulfilled. And if that is your strong objective, you're not coming to the 10th cantor. You're not sitting in this class. You won't be interested. And so many people are not interested. And, and so I'm going to read some sentence from Prabhupada. 
and it's very heavy, but it's necessary to hear. For Krishna Kata, topics about Krishna consciousness, there must be a speaker and hearer, both of whom can be interested in Krishna consciousness if they're no longer interested in material topics. One could actually see this attitude automatically develop in the persons who are Krishna conscious. Now, this is the sentence that's heavy. Although the devotees of Krishna consciousness movement are quite young men, they are no, they no longer read materialistic newspapers, magazines, and so on, for they're no longer interested in such topics, nivrititai shir. They completely give up bodily understanding. And that's what hit me. Why are we not hearing? Why are we not making this the objective of life? Or we're not hearing sufficiently enough to not being sucked into the vortex of the internet and all that goes on on there. Yoga, chitta, vritti, naroha. Yoga is to diminish, quell the vrittis in the mind. And of course, we're using this probably now, but generally we don't. It increases the vrittis in the mind. And what happens with the vrittis? The lens, the yogic lens, cheto darpanam marjanam, cheto cleaning the mind, bhava maha davagni nirvapanam, extinguishing the fire of material existence. It becomes distorted. And when it's distorted, it affects your perception and affects your contentment because all the anxieties all the worries all the fears they don't come from a vision of reality they come from a vision of illusion and it's because the mind is distorted so this hit me very hard the impulse that we have to take shelter of the bhagavatam we have to hear more and more krishna katar and Prabhupada was very proud of his disciples. <laughs> I remember in Govardhan, maybe 20 years ago, we didn't have internet 25 years ago. What was our boga? What was our sense enjoyment? The Times of India, <laughs> getting a newspaper. So, so look at Marge Prickett, his, his attitude, he understands. He's telling his teacher, Nivratitaishir, I have no interest anymore. Therefore, Shrotra, I'm hearing it in disciplic succession, bona fide disciplic succession, that's not here to entertain, that's here to educate. And hearing in that way, Abhiramat, it's so pleasing to the soul. The understanding and the conception gives so much. 
it's I, I, I understand it's the goal because I'm relishing the goal. And he's going to say later on here that I'm relishing it so much that even though when you I, I've given up eating, I've given up drinking, I don't even drink anymore. And that's such a disturbing thing. But that's not affecting me. Because I'm I'm hearing this this I'm hearing this love. It's not just hearing love. We know that the philosophy of Krishna consciousness is not just hearing love. It's feeling love. And the hearing of love is to get you to feel love. And to get you to feel a universal love, a love that's whose objective is eternal. It's not filled with duality that reciprocates perfectly within the heart. He says, I understand that. And I, therefore, I understand this is the right medicine. Who will not hear this? I'm eager. Let me hear this. And then he explains something really, really nice. Hmm. Interesting that something somehow is missing here. Oh. Hmm. Anyway, I. And then he explains something very interesting. He says, I'm at the end of my life and I want to hear about Krishna. And I have faith that this will give me shelter. And what greater need for shelter and protection than the moment of death. He said, but, but you know, I have faith. I have faith because I, I saw my, my grandfathers were on that battlefield. I have so much love. I have so much faith. And this should be reflected in our life. When we surrender to Krishna, we should feel, we should feel that he's doing what's best. We should feel this protection. And if we're not, it's because we're not taking shelter of Krishna. When we take shelter of Krishna, we, we will see him in our life. We will see him in our life. Everything, every moment we'll see. We'll look back every moment. This trouble has given me this, this, this realization that's elevated by consciousness. And I treasure and value that re realization to such a degree that that was a small price to pay for it. Utsaha nistya darya. One has that kind of confidence. He has that kind of faith. Small price for what I'm getting. Small price for what I'm getting. And he saw he saw how 
even though my the armies of, of, of my grandfathers were so small and, and it, it was like nothing compared to Bijmadev. They were protected. Taking the boat of Krishna's lotus feet, my grandfather Arjuna and others crossed the battlefield of, of Kurukshetra, in which such commanders as Bijmadev resembled great fish that could easily have swallowed them by the mercy of the Lord Krishna. My grandfather crossed this ocean, which was very difficult to cross as easily as one crosses over the hoofprints of a calf. I've seen it because my mother surrendered unto Lord Krishna's lotus feet. The Lord Sudarshana chakra in his hand entered her womb and saved my body, the body of the last remaining descendant of the Kurus and the Pandavas, which was almost destroyed by the fiery weapon of Ashvatthama. Lord Krishna appearing within and outside of all material embodied living entities by his own potency in the form of terminal time, that is his Paramatman, his Virat Rupa, gave liberation to everyone, either his cruel death or his life. I've seen it kindly enlighten me by describing his transcendental characteristics. Please. So look at his, 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 his faith. Look what he's doing in relationship to his teacher, how he's approaching. Prabhupada, Bhakti Siddhanta noticed him. How did he notice him? His faith. And, and what was the symptom of his faith? He liked to hear. If you don't have faith, you don't like to hear. And that faith is the conviction that this is the best thing to surrender to Krishna. If you don't have that faith, you don't want to hear. Because you're not going to, you're not going to hear, you're not going to hear how you're the enjoyer. So look at his consciousness and, and what that means and what his realization is. My Sukadeva Goswami now explain to me about Balaram. I want to hear about Balaram because it's very intriguing. How is he attracted from the womb of Devaki to the womb of Rohini? I really want to hear about this. And I want to hear about Krishna. Why did he leave his house, his father Vasudev, and went to the house of Nanda? And where did he live with his relatives? And he also lived in Matara. Why did he go there? And why did he kill his uncle? His mother's brother, Kamsa. That's unusual. Such sanction, that's not sanctioned in the Shastra, so I want to hear it. And Manusham Asrita, he, 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 he was accepting like a man and he was in Dwark and he had so many wives. And how many years did he live with these descendants of Vrishis and how many wives did he have and how many I want to hear 
oh great sage who knows everything about Krishna. Please describe in all detail everything I've inquired about and those which I have not. I have love and I want to hear everything. I have so much love, I want to hear everything. Everything that I've inquired about and that which I haven't inquired about, I want to hear. I have love. I want to hear about my beloved. And I know that, that will increase my love. It'll increase my love to the extent that I want to dissolve this conception of the enjoyer and controller and what will remain is, is, is my eternal life. Yes, death is coming, but what is death? Death is the destruction. I'm not worried. I, I want to die. But, I, but not that death. I don't want to die that death. I don't want to die the death of the illusion of non-existence. That's not the death I want. I want to die. I want the death, the, the dissolution of the false ego, which makes me experience that death. That's why I'm experiencing that death, because I want to be the enjoyer and controller, and therefore... Krishna satisfied my desire by reflecting my consciousness on the temporary material body. And, and, and as long as I'm the enjoyer, I'll be connected to that and I'll experience the most horrible thing, which is the, the apparent annihilation of my very identity and self. So I, I, I don't want that. Rather, I want, I, want, I want you to annihilate this false conception of life based on the desire to be the enjoyer and controller. And how am I going to annihilate that? By developing the desire to be this. If I develop the desire to be what I am, which is an eternal servant of Krishna, then then. Daivyesha gunamayi mama maya daratya mamebiye papaj maya meta. If I just I want to, I'll surrender to you fully. I'll take refuge of you fully. And then God will no longer have a need to. If you if you want to if if you want to be what you are, then God does does not have any need to make you think what you're not. And this conception that with a body, the control in your... So he's saying, I want to hear everything. This is the process. I, I have some affection. I have some faith that this is the goal. I have some love. I want to hear. For I have full faith and very eager to hear about them. I trust this is reality. And I trust not only this is reality, but this experience of reality is what I'm meant to be swimming in. Rasa Saha. Because of my vow on the verge of death, I've given up even drinking water 
yet because I'm drinking the nectar of topics about Krishna, which is flowing from the lotus mouth of your Lordship, my hunger and thirst, which are extremely difficult to bear, cannot hinder me. So this is what's lacking. This is what's lacking, this thirst for Krishna. It's extremely difficult to bear giving up hunger and thirst, but they cannot hinder me because I'm drinking a, a different nectar. So therefore, I'm so fortunate to hear from a realized soul because I can relish this. And when I relish this, then I'm completely satisfied. So now we go back to Sutta. Roma's finished, and he tells Shonaka Rishi, Sukadeva Goswami, Bhagavat Pradhan, the most respectable devotee, heard the pious questions of Vishnu Ratha, Marge Prickett. These were all his questions, and he thanked him with great respect he's very gratitude he's very grateful so this is the qualification of the speaker we saw vishnu rata vishnu rata means he was protected by vishnu it means he took full shelter he understood that he was eager to hear and now bhagavad pradhan the the most respectable devotee. And then he begins his discourse of Kali Kalmasha Gan, the activities of Krishna, which are the greatest panacea for all miseries, especially in this age of Kali. I, I almost feel guilty when, I, when I'm reading Prabhupada's purpose in the morning because this Vasudeva Kata, this Krishna consciousness, what the Krishna consciousness movement should be. This discourse and hearing and, and, and instilling it in people, the desire and faith to hear this and then living in this it's the panacea, it's the cure. Oh, now I remember, okay, anyway. And now Sukadeva Goswami speaks. We just have two more verses. And uh, 
the best of all saintly kings, because you are greatly attracted to the topics of Vasudev Krishna. It is certain your intelligence is firmly fixed in spiritual understanding, which is the only true goal for humanity, because that attraction is unceasing, it's certainly sublime. From nishta being fixed comes ruchi. I've suddenly developed Vikram sending me these pictures of the Himalayas suddenly have, and I remember when I went there and tasting the pure water before it mixes, it comes down the plains. Rasa Krishna says, I'm the pure taste of water. I am the pure taste of water. And I understood what's the pure taste of water. It's water that's just water. <laughs> so that's the taste of Krishna consciousness because your attraction is unceasing. It is certainly sublime. When your water is just water, it is certainly sublime. When your Krishna consciousness, when your engagement in Krishna is unceasing, it's certainly sublime. And Prabhupada said, this is an example how the Krishna consciousness movement should be spread over the world to bring both the speaker and the audience to the transcendental platform and back home to back. This is the method. And then it's a very, very beautiful verse where Sukadeva Goswami explains how wonderful this is. He said, just like the Ganga, when it flows down the plains, the upper, the middle, the lower planetary systems are purified by the Ganga. He tells Marge Prickett, when one asks a question about the pastimes of Krishna, three varieties of people become purified. The speaker, the hearer, and the people who listen. So that's the introduction. Now, the interesting thing, uh, and somehow or other, it, it, I was able to do it. I think I'll pick up more and more how to do this in a more, you know, uh, anyway. Um, now, when you read the Krishna book, the Krishna book actually begins on, on the 17th verse of the 10th canto. And the introduction and the first 16 verses, which I just spoke, Prabhupada puts in his introduction. And the first, um, uh, and the Krishna book begins with this verse. I'm not going to, this will be next class. Once when the world was overburdened by an unnecessary defense force of demoniac kings, the, the Mother Earth, overwhelmed by this military phalanx, approached Lord Brahma for relief. And on Wednesday, but I'll, I'll summarize it next Sunday, Prabhupada's purports are so prophetic. Um, they're so prophetic how he describes what's happening today in the world. There's deviation from goal of life. Human life is meant for attaining the highest perfection of Krishna consciousness. When people are godless and the presidents and kings are unnecessarily puffed up with military power, 
their business is to fight and increase the military strength of their different states. Nowadays, therefore, it appears that every state is busy manufacturing atomic weapons to prepare for a third world war. Such preparations are certainly unnecessary. They reflect the false pride of the heads of state. The real business of the chief executive is to see the happiness of the mass of people by training them in Krishna consciousness. So, um, anyway, I have a sense now of, of, of how to do this, but, um, but yeah, this is just Maharaj Prickett inquiring why we see his qualification for hearing and we see the reason why he wants to hear because of how powerful hearing the pastimes of Krishna are individually and collectively. Maybe, I don't know, Jamuna Jaya, are you still here? I saw a note for you. You may have to go to your, I think you probably had to leave. Okay, uh, anybody like to share a reflection or say hello? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Hi, Bo. Yeah, it was when you said, even though you said it twice, it caught my attention the first time when you said that um, Pariksit Maharaj was tolerating severe hunger and thirst in order to um, relish the hearing of the Bhagavatam. So, you know, I mean, I, I, I've always known that he um, basically starved himself to hear this, but I don't know, somehow today, I feel like I got the realization that it wasn't because, you know, he wasn't, I don't know, somehow disturbed or bothered by it. He, he, was, he was feeling it, it's just that he had a higher taste, you know? So, you know, mainly I'm just saying that it was interesting to realize today that it's not that he didn't feel it, he felt it, but it's just that the Bhagavatam you know, was just a higher taste. You yeah, know, no, that that's, that's, exact, that's exactly what hit me when I read it, and which reminds me, no matter how times, many times you read, you kind of find something else. But um, the thing that struck me, yeah, is that is, it, it, the words are, um, yeah. Let me see. Ati Dushaya, extremely difficult. Mm. Ati is extremely difficult to bear. And what was extremely difficult to bear? Shut, hunger. Chakva Udam, after giving up drinking water. Ati Dusham, extremely difficult. But what liberation means is not that things are not moving, but you are not moved by them. And that's what described in the Bhagavad Gita. He does not move. It doesn't mean things are not moving. He, but he does not move with them because of that. And, and there's a certain, uh, you know, there's, there's a certain sense also is that um, perception is dependent on attention. 
And when that kind of relish is there, you can tolerate. I give the example of my godbrother, Parthasarthi Goswami. He's in such pain sometimes. I remember he had an operation for neuralgia, the nerves on his face. They were so painful. But when I speak to him, he has his deepest realizations. And, 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 and you get the impression that the holy name is even more. So it's not that that's not difficult. But it's not as difficult as if you are totally absorbed in, in, in sense gratification. There's a statement that a pinch of a pinch of suffering is felt more than a ton of happiness. <laughs> so when you absorb yourself in the senses, you experience those things more intensely. So, you know, whatever happiness you get from an unrestricted life of indulgence, your pain has also been increased also. And, and in the same sense, someone who is yesham twantakatam papam jananam punya karmanam, one who is um, completely focused on yesham twantakatam papam jananam punya karmanam, one who is like so fixed in Krishna consciousness, dridhabrataha, then these things are, 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 don't register to the same effect that they distract you. So it, it's not that he also feels the same pain, but it's difficult, but it's, it's, it's not, it's just like Prabhupada when he, I saw that he, uh, I, I was in his room in the last days and I saw him scream Hare Krishna because he was in pain. But at the same time, he was translating the Bhagavatam. So it doesn't have the same effect. Okay, thank you, Gail. Yeah, I okay. just want to say, too, that it's, just, it's, it's also a little encouraging, you know, because if, if we understand that, or if I understand that even somebody of Pariksit Maharaja's stature, right, was experiencing that it was severe, yet he was listening anyway, then, you know, it, it, it's like, at least I hope it will be inspiring for me to want to tolerate whatever tapasya I have to do. Okay, I'll, I'll make a joke, Gail. I became discouraged because even Maharaj Prickard is his experience. <laughs> what to speak of me? Okay. okay, anybody else like to say hello? Thank you all for coming. We're going to, I'm, I'm going to figure out how to do this. It takes some time to get the, the method, but it's interesting. Yeah. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. It, it's Bhakti Devi. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I could get onto Zoom. So sorry. I can't, you can't see me and I can't see you. Um, what a powerful class. Thank you so much. Um, and, you know, I can't tell you how often I try to impart some of this stuff to my kids, um, you know, who are not kids, they're men. Um, 
but are actually really feeling everything that's going on um, in the world right now. And, and, you know, that whole phrase about anxieties and worries come from a vision of illusion and not reality. You know, when I, when I tell them things like that, I'm, I'm accused of turning a blind eye, you know, and, and, um, and I try to impart on them that, uh, you know, when we were having this discussion with Jai Jagannath, what, what the true welfare work is, and that should be to raise the level of consciousness. Um, and I guess because you're right, I guess it's because they don't have faith that it's hard for them to understand that concept. Right, right. So maybe, right. Therefore, sometimes it, it, it's hearing, really difficult. Yeah. Sometimes before hearing, you have to create faith. And that's why the Harinam is so important, because people are attracted to music and the sound and they develop faith <laughs> and then they can hear. You, you, you basically you don't hear you don't hear what you don't like so unless you get some experience of shelter and surrender you don't want to hear about it that's why in the bhagavatam it says yes deve para bhaktir tata deve taraguro it says the one who has implicit faith in the spiritual master and the supreme lord the imports of the Vedics, Vedas are revealed. Why are they revealed? Because you can hear them and you can't hear them unless you have that kind of faith, that experience of what shelter is, what service is, what surrender is. So we try to create those. Otherwise, it's a fact people can't hear it. In terms, you know, I think what your children have to see is they have to see that you have some sense of transcendence, you know, and also, and we, I'm not saying that I don't know God or not, but when people don't have that strong faith in God, then enjoyment and control is the um, enjoyment and control you know, is the objective. And then yeah. you look at the world and you say, I'm doomed. <laughs> I'm doomed. But when you actually have that perspective that it's consciousness and, and if, if all this didn't happen, people would even become more absorbed in the externals. They become more bewildered. They become more depressed. There's rich kids with all protection and all money, and they're miserable. And they, you know, the opiates and drugs and things. So it's not the external things. So if this civilization just goes on unimpeded, it's not going to lead to happiness. That's why I wrote that article, I Stand with Prabhupada, because it, 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 it's, you know, the war and all those things, they're horrible. We wish they end and we wish the, you know, the, the, the righteous win and the, the unrighteous lose. But what is the righteous winning? They establish a, a you know, a, a, a um, um, they establish just a, 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 they don't give people happiness. <laughs> they just open up you know, more like I remember when I first went to um, uh, Yugoslavia right after the war, 
you know, now they were liberated from communism. Well, okay, that's a good thing. But what's the, what, what day did I arrive in Yugoslavia? When they opened the first McDonald's. <laughs> so so, so, so this, this, this is now the liberation. And, and I had one disciple, you know, who was who Bulgarian. And she's gone many years. But I, I heard she, 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 he, she wrote her biography and, and she described in some ways things were better. <laughs> you, know, it, 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 you know, she described what the Western, you know, the, the so-called freedom and Western culture has done. I'm, I'm not making value judgments. We want freedom. We want to worship God, we'll, you know, but, but, but what happens? So, yeah. You have to have some faith that there's something transcendent and God and that, you know. Anyway, thank you, Bhakti Devi. Could anybody else say hello? Thank you. Hare Krishna Gumaraj, Tota Gopinath here. And Kishori Radha. Happy, Happy Father's, Father's Day. Day. Oh, hi, Bo. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings from New Jersey. Okay, great. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thank you so much. Wow. Okay. Back in Govardhan. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But still we have earthquake, Maharaj, every day. What's that? We still have the earthquakes. They're coming every day. Really? Yeah. Is your house is your house solid? It does shake. It does shake, but we got used to it, Maharaj. Yeah, yesterday I was telling my mom how we get used to the pain of uh, this material life, and we get numb. So we just think we belong here, and we forget that we don't belong to this world. <laughs> wow. Well, Krishna will lift up your hill that you can do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he will protect us, yeah. We have to throw our hands up. There's nothing we can do. I, I mean, it's just, you know, even if everything's good, we still die. My god brother, Sridhar Maharaj, used to have a, a, a suitcase. He used, uh, like a briefcase. It was metal. And he, have, he used to have a sticker on it and said, life is tough and then we die. <laughs> That's what it's saying here. It's saying this is the only panacea. It's for Marge Prickett who's dying of thirst. This is the panacea for him, for the world. It's it. That's it. And we don't accept it. We're still trying to enjoy and control. And, and we need things. You know, we need a certain amount of material satisfaction and we try for that. But, it, but for Jivasya Tattva Jigas, for, for something higher. Okay. Hi, Bo. Thank you so much, Maharaj. Thank you. Krishna will protect you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Definitely. Thank okay. You. Anybody else? Anybody else have earthquakes? Say hello. Anybody else say hello? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Catalina, hi, Bo. Hi, Bo. Thank you for class. Love thank, you. Thank you. I'm really looking forward to coming to um, Colombia 
I'm going to be there at least for three weeks, starting mm. August 14th. I hope to see you and your daughters. Yes, definitely. Okay. Tell Thank Sophie you. and Laura that Marge is coming. They should save it one day for me. Yes. Okay. Okay, Anybody? thank you. Hare Krishna, Gamarash, Thalgavinda. And Prasha, thank you for class. Thank you for class. Happy Father's Day. Hey, Bo. Hey, Okay, I'm going to tell Kadama there better be a feast for lunch. I don't, you know, I don't want just these cheap words, Happy Father's Day. I want to see some action there. We'll see. I, I want to eat some. I, I, I still have to write my Monday morning greetings. And sometimes they're not easy. Because mm. I, I see how I write them. It, it's a demand of focus and logic. And then you write something, you can see that, it, wait, there's two ideas here. Now I have to make it one. Or maybe I can squeeze them into one. Okay. Haribo. Haribo. Okay, anybody else? Okay, I'm headed out. I just want to just squeeze in one last comment, you know? Yeah. It was just another experience of, you know, how sometimes you say the same thing a thousand times, but then I hear it differently. Well, it's because you, you say a little something a little different about that thing. And so today it was about, you know, to those who have faith, you know, the importance of the shashas are revealed. Yeah. But today, yeah. you know, you said, why is it's because you, if you have faith then you will hear, you'll give it your attention. And so it was, it was so wonderful to hear you, to, to give you, to hear you give that little tweak today. So, cause it, it completely illuminated something that I've always been not completely, you know, you know, so. You know what I want, Gail? <laughs> Every time I'm kind of, personally disappointed in my class it's the one <laughs> I appreciate most it never fails <laughs> uh, okay i'm gonna head out